0: Hello and welcome to every horror movie on Netflix, the show where we watch, review, and discuss every horror movie on Netflix back again with you this week it's me chris here with patrick hi and steven hello This week, we're going to the abandoned landscapes of the Ukraine and going to write in our diary. We're going to do some urban exploration, guys. We're talking about the Chernobyl diary. We watched Chernobyl Diaries this week. How's your face after that movie? Uh, Pins and needles, baby. Pins and needles. I'm
1: I'm feeling a burning sensation.
0: (laughs) This is our last uh, film that we're going to be reviewing this year. Bringing 2018 to close uh, with a bang, so to speak.
1: I would say a whimper, but we'll get into (laughs) it. Are there any diaries in this movie? no okay no. i didn't think so video diaries perhaps very brief video diaries ipad though. diaries i thought this i mean to my relief this was not a found footage film there's some found footage in it
2: but yeah there was a sinking moment where there i mean there's a few moments of cell phone footage at the beginning of this where well we all watched this one together which is unusual oh that's for us we
0: watched it as a family you know, very it a unusual family. I love it when we do that
2: the dog yeah. was there uh, it was great mom made meatloaf
0: Yep, we watched it in complete silence as to not break our embargo because we save our good
1: shit for you. Well, we tried our best. I mean, there may have been a few comments here and there.
2: But yeah, in that opening moment, I think all three of us were like, oh, fuck, found footage. It is found footage. Or maybe that was just me and Steven. I forget.
0: Oh, I don't have a problem with found footage
2: but i don't either necessarily i mean i've definitely seen some good examples of found footage but tell more me. often than not found footage is going to be fucking bullshit uh paranormal activity is still one of the scariest fucking movies i've ever seen that's that was scary scary as fuck dude wow
0: i haven't seen it i'd love to break the tie that on this, movie but...
2: fucked my head for months i would months. sit in bed i would wake up in the middle of the night and i'd be afraid that fucking demon was coming up the stairs of my apartment
1: did you like position you a, a, high eight, a high eight video camera on a tripod no. next to your bed? I well, should have. a great idea.
0: Guys, I'm afraid like, you know, for a while, like I was like, you know, tired all the time. I was like, do I have sleep apnea or something? Am I like getting a good night's sleep? And, you know, I, I take video. I have cameras and stuff. I was like, well, I just record myself like time lapse of me sleeping. And I was like, I might see something I don't want to see. I might see something. <laughs> I'll never sleep again. So you didn't do it. So I didn't
2: do it. Never sleep again.
0: I didn't do it. But this movie is actually from what the, is it the director or a producer or?
2: It is. One of the writers of this movie is the director of the original Paranormal Activity. Okay. Did
0: he uh, produce it at all?
2: Yeah. I think he, I think he co-produced Chernobyl.
0: So it's got some found footage DNA in it, and it opens with found footage that turns out to be just a video diary that the characters are looking at on their on their iPad. But um, it's not a found footage movie. So that's good.
2: Although occasionally, the way the camera moves, it might as well be.
1: It might as well be. In the yeah, early yeah. scenes, it does feel like it. Um, you I'm even, even thinking of some point.
2: later scenes, actually, in the way that the camera will just whip around. Like, I'm thinking of one particular scene where there's sort of a creepy figure in the distance that the people are looking at. Then they're distracted by something else uh, behind them. They run after the thing behind them. And the camera, like, whips around to check the thing in the distance before it follows after them again. It feels Mm. very much like there's an actual person, like one of the characters, who is, you know, doing these whip pans trying to figure out what the fuck is going on.
0: Yeah, there's no artistry to the camera work in the movie. It's It's very... It feels like... It, it could be found footage it's just not that jerky it's it's too well lit but I, I get what you
1: mean but the it's mostly like
0: natural lighting it seems you know it, it, there's parts where it's obviously not natural
1: lighting but um you know low, low production values
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh yeah apparently this movie was made for an estimated million dollars does that feel about right is that what you read that's what I read Though I feel like the default estimate for IMDb is a million dollars. It doesn't go any lower than that. Well, you can stretch your money in uh, Serbia,
0: uh, I guess, which is where we found out this was shot largely. In Hungary, yeah. So that was surprising to me because we're not used to seeing American movies that are actually shot on location in Europe.
2: So, I mean, we should briefly just describe what the fuck this movie is about. Yeah, I guess. I think before we get to the location. I mean, just very briefly, it's about a group of American kids who are on a European holiday and they meet uh one of their a family member and friend to them in Kiev who uh, ends up talking them into taking a side day trip to go visit Chernobyl.
1: Extreme tourism extreme it's tourism, yeah. It's, so they
2: go out there with this old like ex military Russian dude named Yuri. Yuri. Oh yeah. Who is definitely the MVP of this movie, mm-hmm. let's be real. Um, He's the the J of this movie, I think. Absolutely <laughs> Perfect um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so shit just kind of goes haywire eventually while we're, while they're out there.
0: I Is mean, it- the movie's called just Chernobyl Diaries, so you can use your imagination i guess on what's going to happen um the the central like conceit of the premise is very similar to bleed that movie we watched but you kind of got some friends hanging out they're having a good time they're having dinner and one of them is like hey bro want to get wild let's go to this forbidden place nothing bad will happen i promise
2: <laughs> <laughs> want to get nuts <laughs>
0: Um, so yeah, they they get with Yuri. They go into the um, exclusion zone of Pripat, Ukraine. Did I pronounce that right? I think so. Close so, enough. Yeah, close enough. Which is the town? Well, in fact, the Chernobyl plant.
2: The title is sort of misleading because most of the running time is spent in Pripat or however you pronounce I, the city, a neighboring city.
0: I was lamenting before that I know a lot about Chernobyl, but I don't know quite enough to talk about it with total authority on this show. But I think Chernobyl is the name of the plant,
2: not a city. Mm. Oh, so the area that was actually decimated by the meltdown
0: is largely Pripyat or whatever. Right. Or and the Pripyat
1: diaries, just doesn't have the same ring to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've never. And everyone knows of the Chernobyl disaster as a Chernobyl disaster. Right. If if you're listening to us and you're 13 years old and you don't know what the Chernobyl disaster was, it was basically a nuclear power plant meltdown in Eastern Europe that contaminated a large area and created the forced evacuation of a a uh, semi-large populated area.
2: Also 13-year-old audience. Thank you very much for your attentive <laughs> uh attentive listenership to your elders here. Right.
0: And I've actually so my main information on Chernobyl comes from Wikipedia and from a blog that used to be fairly popular. I forget the, what it's called, but the Blog was a a woman recounting like what was presented as a like solo motorcycle journey through the exclusion zone with lots of pictures mm. and photos. That was the inspiration for this movie apparently. Oh, was it? According to IMDb, yes. It is a very vivid Uh, and compelling account of what chernobyl is like today i've read some things that suggest that it may be embellished a little bit i've read some things that say all right this woman was not like on a motorcycle through her by herself going through the wilderness you know stuff like that but i think there is a lot of legitimate information uh to be had there and the radiation levels if you take your iodine and you stay on the pavement because biological things absorb the radiation more than like the pavement uh you can you can go in there for
1: a day or two that was a tangent. But I hope <laughs> something. Yuri tells them that they can spend about two hours without having to worry about the effects of radiation.
0: I don't know if what any of that's of true. That? Yeah, probably not. They should have taken some iodine pills and we did not see that. But this movie is not concerned about the science of radi-
1: <laughs> radiation. radiation.
2: Exposure. Yeah, I mean, we have moments where a Geiger counter is pulled up and they're like, the radiation is spiking.
1: <laughs> right. It's very comic booky. that yeah. moment. Yeah. It's getting worse, it's getting higher.
2: Yeah. Um, the gamma rays. No, I mean, the one thing this, well, one of the few things this movie has going for it, in my estimation, is the location. I mean, creepy idea going into Chernobyl. You know, I assume people generally aren't able to go into Chernobyl. It looks really cool. we all wondered while we were watching it if it, if it was actually filmed in Chernobyl. we ended up finding out no it 's filmed in Serbia and Hungary, but it still has a really creepy vibe, and the location itself is is really cool and spooky. I mean that basic setup the first half hour or so was solid to me
0: absolutely first half hour I love the first half hour, and the locations are great. The they really elevate the movie even before they get to Chernobyl, which is what I was about to say before, like even seeing the video diaries where it's like, oh, wow, these this production went across Europe, you know, Uh, and shooting just kind of the backstory of the characters. That's impressive because you don't see that a lot on these small, small budget Netflix movies.
1: Yeah, they should have taken the time to actually write compelling characters if they were going to dig into the backstory. But. Right.
0: Well, it's not really digging into the backstory as much as just framing that uh, you yeah. got some Americans going across Europe. But that was actually shot in Europe. Blew my mind. I saw Chernobyl Diaries just on the Netflix catalog, and I assumed, jaded by Netflix that I am, that it was going to be like the fields of like, you know, Georgia or something. <laughs> or they were going to go to some place in the winter time that looked dead and, and pretend it was Chernobyl.
2: But no, as opposed to having like a location with these actual like bombed out desolate buildings. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah,
0: as, yeah. As opposed to having like I, yeah, like we all thought it may be in Chernobyl because it looks yeah. just like Chernobyl.
2: Yeah, there's like an old Ferris wheel that's broken down, looks really creepy. There it is a Ferris lot of shots. wheel in
0: Chernobyl. Oh,
2: is there? So okay. that's you know, oh, like it's okay. a
0: it's a or it's a famous landmark in okay. the in the actual exclusion zone. Mm. So I was like, wait a
1: minute, wow, but amazing. That's cool. How did they, yeah, how did they happen to find a town that looks so similar that also had a broken down Ferris wheel? I don't wheel?
0: know, and I, I think maybe there was some digital compositing going on, like, especially when you see the plant in the distance yeah. and stuff like that, but but very well done. Location's great, and all the, like, ruined porn type stuff that you see throughout the movie, that's the reason to watch this movie.
2: Yeah. So, would you view it cute or <laughs> screw it, Chris? <laughs>
1: Well, let's let's talk about the story, I guess, or, or where where do we even go from there? Well, so Yuri packs him up in his van, and they, he apparently has a, a normal route that he usually takes to get into the city, and there's a checkpoint. They're told that there's some kind of uh, maintenance going on in, in, in the city, um, in mm-hmm. the exclusion zone, so they have to turn around and find their own back way in.
0: Which I think that's there to present that this is a place that's like controlled access, but the guards don't know they're there Mm-hmm. because obviously you can't just drive into Chernobyl in real life. I don't think you can. One
1: does not simply drive into Chernobyl. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Right. But also if they went through the gates, then the guards would be like, Hey, those guys are still out here. Where are they? And then they would find them
1: because they get stranded. Surprise, surprise. Well, when they say that there's maintenance going on, that kind of gives you a clue that there's something else beyond the border there. Ooh. At least that's the way I've, I felt about it. Ooh. Like there's, experiments going on or something in there in hindsight
0: after seeing the whole movie and thinking back about that maybe that's what they were going for maybe this movie is better
1: than i thought does it really make it that much better for you
2: <laughs> no okay good man yuri is another mvp of this movie i loved yuri that character felt lived in to me unlike and maybe it was just by comparison to the other characters who all all these young kids who are like running around chernobyl screaming and whatever seemed generic as fuck like i mean there's nothing distinct about them other than a couple of little sort of narrative details like you don't really know much about their personalities i guess the two dudes the two main dudes kind of have distinct personalities but they're very generic yuri felt like a real fucking guy to me and he seemed like a yeah. badass he's I seen some shit he's ex-military like i would actually trust that guy i would get in his van and go to chernobyl with him I for think.
0: sure and Which, he, he he seemed to me like like we've we've traveled internationally and i feel like i've met people like that where it's like i don't know what the hell's going on this is all sketchy to <laughs> me but this guy seems like he knows his shit yeah. and if we follow him we're going to be okay
1: yeah that makes it even more upsetting when things go wrong and he doesn't really know how to resolve the problem yeah. and you yeah. knew
0: i mean you know mild spoilers you knew he wasn't going to last
2: long because <laughs> we
0: felt so fucking safe when he was around
2: uh, yeah he gets he gets Mauled by fucking something. Very early on.
0: So yeah, I don't know what they they get stranded in Chernobyl after they go on some sightseeing. It takes them a long time to kind of for the horror to kind of start to happen. I know
2: like pretty soon after they get there, we see that mutant fish. whose <laughs> oh, mouth pops yeah. open when they put it. That was fucking awesome. That was setting me up for some shit that this movie didn't really get into. I thought the it was going to be fish. like a
0: Blood Glacier movie.
2: Yeah. I thought or like, like this zombies, gonna be- which I'm never going to get to see. I thought this was going to finally give me the zombies experience that I've craved the entire time that I've been doing this podcast.
1: You can probably rent that on
2: Amazon, Patrick, oh, if you really want to see it. <laughs> I'll buy you a DVD for Christmas. Guys, I'll be back in an hour and a half.
0: But yeah, this isn't really a creature feature. I really thought it was going to be, because when I think Chernobyl, I think mutant creatures. Duh. They're
1: creatures, I mean... Yeah, but it's... They're vague and humanoid. It reminded me a little bit of I Am Legend toward the end. Yeah, yeah, they're just like
2: zombies. They're just more fucking zombies.
1: Yeah, we never really get like a close look at them. Like They seem to be malformed. They're like bald and pale, but...
2: There's a lot of stuff. Not very compelling. There's a lot of stuff with animals that really seems to set us up for some kind of mutant animal thing. Because there are, there's the weird mutant fish that we see at the edge of the lake. Later, we see a horribly decayed dead dog on a uh, the front step of a building. A dog that doesn't a bear. quite look right. Right, he doesn't quite look right. There's a bear, which is one of the most mind-boggling scenes in this movie, and there are also actual dogs that repeatedly chase them. But when you first see the dogs, there's some question about if they're normal dogs or not later on, they just turn out to be normal dogs. They're like, I don't know, hungry. Yeah. But yeah, it sets you up to think there's something more interesting going on with like maybe mutant animals or nature out of control or something. But basically in the end, the threat ends up being bald zombies.
0: I guess basically the movie, once the sh- once we, we are done with the tourism, which I was still very much on board with the movie through the tourism, it becomes characters for they're hiding in a car for a long period of time and then they spend a lot of time walking around looking for whoever the latest missing member of their party is and there's vague growly shit chasing them and they have a flashlight sometimes
2: and it's I, very boring
0: uh, it's very boring it's the most boring creature feature you can imagine
1: yeah there's so many scenes i mean i commented out loud while watching this movie there's like five ten minute sequences that are just the characters blindly walking around and us waiting for a jump scare that half the time doesn't even arrive
2: Mm -hmm.
0: most of the time I I can't think of a jump scare
2: I can think of a jump scare right now this is one of the most boggling and annoying moments in this movie to me is when uh, you guys remember when they go into that parking lot full of vehicles while they're trying to find a car to get out of the the fucking area because their car is broken down and they get on board this bus which and i'm still not even sure why there's this whole thing with them getting on board this dilapidated bus cuz nothing comes out. of that in the end but they get on this bus that's been riddled with bullet holes from the inside perplexingly and that's also never really further explained but uh there's a kind of a sheet hanging at the at the front of the bus i think as you go into like the driver's area and so the character like slowly reaches out and opens this sheet and you know you're getting built up for something weird being behind the sheet it's
0: that like classic like he's gonna reach his hand out extremely slowly and the camera's gonna follow his hand yeah which i hate that
2: and then there turns out to be nothing behind the sheet and there's kind of a moment where it's like oh okay and then there's a jump scare with just like dust falling down from the ceiling or something (laughs) it's like (sighs) but it's just dust like there's nothing i'm like okay so you set me up for the scare that wasn't there and then you gave me. A jump scare after that that was absolutely nothing. There was like zero substance to the jump
0: scare. No, I wish this movie had a little more confidence in the in the fright of the atmosphere. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about The Last of Us again, but we're kind of you know in that department where seeing this bus that apparently had like guards and soldiers on it at one point. We've already lost Yuri, so the so they're like, we gotta get to the guards. They're gonna save us. And then, so you see a bus that had guards on it, and they all got fucked up by something. Now we know the guards can't save you either, and that's a good way to like raise the stakes. And it's a little unsettling uh, to see all that.
2: So that was the point of the bus scene.
0: I can only assume that was the yeah. point. Yeah, okay. But yeah but still Just it was like a public that.
2: transit bus it wasn't like an armored vehicle it was like a city bus
0: sure but it was i don't know who knows maybe when went there for refuge but it worked for me but like my mind was coming up with the horror mm-hmm. and i don't need like some stupid like thing to fall out of the drop ceiling on a bus or something mm-hmm. well the worst
1: thing about that is they don't discover anything in that little isolated area either no. they do see fresh blood on the window which also is never explained
0: they don't discover anything in this whole movie <laughs> That's yeah true. they don't basically.
1: even find themselves yeah which it's is crazy. what we all go to europe for right
0: well <laughs> it's a good way to make me you know you mentioned i think jurassic park uh-huh. this movie reminded me of jurassic park before you said that like you have this little motley crew of people they go into this like you know secluded place where there's creatures about and they're like confined in a car it's very easy to make the comparison to several of the jurassic park movies when they're in a car and there's things outside menacing them
1: and with the ferris wheel it's got sort of the amusement park aesthetic to it as well Mm -hmm. a little
0: bit right um but the characters are not there like imagine jurassic park but all the characters are just like screaming college kids be shitty it'd be shitty now jurassic Mm -hmm. park wouldn't even be good if you did that
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wish the movie had tried harder on its characters, had more confidence in its atmosphere, and you know have some quiet moments, have some moments where like you know if when the character goes missing and the other characters are- tr- they're having an argument about should we leave, go back to the guard station, no, we can't leave our friend behind like you can have that conversation and make it interesting without just having them like screaming at each other for five minutes while the camera's like shaking around. What
1: it needed was like more <clears throat> I wish there was more conflict built into these relationships that. Like, I can't even think of an example of a movie that does this well, but if these characters, like, the sort of the fright that they're feeling and the the threats around them sort of force them to come to terms with, like, grudges they might have had with each other. You're thinking of The
0: Ritual. Yeah, Uh, I guess I'm
1: thinking of The Ritual. Our
0: favorite movie of 2018.
2: Uh Let's not jump the gun. (laughs)
1: Lying.
2: I mean, and and the uh, few opportunities for some sort of interesting character development or character interaction are squandered in really strange ways too. Mm -hmm. I mean, this one, uh, what's the character's name? Is it Paul? Who's going to propose to his girlfriend? Chris. That's Chris. Paul is the brother. Okay. Chris reveals early on to his brother that he's planning to propose to his girlfriend when, when they're in Moscow, he ends up getting wounded. Uh, when, when Yuri also gets killed and is kind of sidelined on this broken down car for a while, he gets left behind there with his girlfriend and the rest of the the gang goes off to try and find something to fix the car. When they come back, both of them are gone, and the resolution to that story and those two characters is basically all just told through her cell phone footage of him like tearfully like handing her the engagement ring and, and trying to propose to her and her turning him down. Which, I mean, I guess is now is developing that thread but it's just it's so weirdly presented just through a cell phone you can't really see her react you don't see her reaction at all and then it's just you know summarily disposed of and we move on to the next thing it's very strange
1: well it's a big who cares anyway like uh, like those characters hadn't been set up in such a way that I was really looking forward to the proposal
2: yeah I mean their their soul between the two of them the only interesting character traits. For his, actually, she had no interest in character traits. And his only character traits were he was going to propose and he didn't want to go to Chernobyl.
0: You got some stuff here. You got some stuff set up early when the movie was still working really well for me in the first 20 or 30 minutes. You got some stuff that could have that had some potential. You have Chris, who wants to propose to his girlfriend in Moscow. His bro- And he's like a beta guy, not to oversimplify him or use that term, really. But he's, you know, he's kind of the like... You know, well, how do you describe him? He's a, he's
2: uh, there. There is no way to describe him other than he he's going to propose propose to his girlfriend. He doesn't want to go to Chernobyl. That's I don't know anything about these characters stop. except
1: well, for how they're related to each other and that one of them is going to propose. I couldn't even him. call <laughs> him.
0: A, no, you can you can you can define him at least by contrast to his brother because his brother Paul is the is the native in Ukraine or he moved there a while ago and. He is like, you know, one of the guys who's like... He's like the Irishman in Bat Country. We're we're talking about a lot of movies we've seen um, on this episode. But he's, you know, overconfident. He's like, thinks he's a ladies' man, all that stuff. And he's a sharp contrast to, to Chris, who's very, like, you know, timid and, like, wants to stick to the plan. And he's kind of a tight ass. Then you have kind of a dynamic between Paul and the one girl... You know, where like Paul was hitting on the one girl and she's like, I'm not into it. But you think maybe she is into it or whatever. And that's kind of creating more conflict with Chris because
1: who is that girl, by the way?
2: Speaking of which, yeah, that might as well be her fucking name. Like, how is she related? She's just a friend.
1: She's a friend of the will of the would be fiance of Greta Gerwig. (laughs) 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 The poor
0: man's Greta Gerwig. But, you know, and then they go in the tourism, and there's like a couple random hippies or like backpackers that join them. And so now you got something where it's like we got the four of us who all know each other, and then these two people that we don't fucking know just came on our trip. And those people just turn out
2: to be fucking cannon fodder, you know? Right.
1: Well, especially the the girl. I mean, she serves almost no purpose whatsoever except to look worried. She has top billing in this movie in the credits. What? Yeah, the Zoe. backpacker. The
0: backpacker girl? Yeah, Zoe. I don't know. Maybe it was alphabetical by name of the cast or something. I don't know. Hmm. But there's there's character threads that could have been played with and pulled a little bit. And
1: mm-hmm. but they don't,
0: don't, once they get once the shit hits the fan, it's all they're all cannon fodder.
1: Right. The movie's not interested yeah. in those threads, but it's also not interested in the creature feature aspect. No. either. it's just totally baffling. It, I,
0: it, it it's like they want to show you as little as they can to make it scary, like the you know alien or whatever. But they don't show us enough to where we want to see more or where it's scary. It's just like, mm, there's something there. Don't know what it is.
1: Is there a sequel to this? I feel like there's got to be a sequel. I, don't know. I hope
2: not. Okay. I mean, I, we're being very negative about it, but it's by far not the worst thing we've seen. Like, it entertained me more than a lot of shit we've watched.
1: It's more competently made yes, than I would and have expected. It looked, it looked better. It's got a good look. The cinematography is really not that bad either.
0: Not bad. I wouldn't say there's a lot of craft to the movie, but at least it's, it's very interesting and in the locations and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. I was expecting something that like felt like it was made while the director was on vacation. It, there definitely was some thought and a little bit of craft put into it.
2: Yeah, it's not necessarily offensive. It's not offensive. Um, it's just... it's fairly lazy and fairly lifeless for most of it there's not not a ton to recommend it there's not a ton to really condemn it for but there's not a lot to recommend it for either
0: well you know i try not to compare these movies to the movies i would have made but chernobyl diary we
2: say this every episode <laughs>
1: so uh pizza face killer in space is you're gonna draw parallels
0: uh-huh. but no but like there's things I want to see in a movie called Chernobyl Diaries. And this What, one, what are they? Tell me. Well, I want to see some mutant creatures. <laughs> sure. I want to see some ruined porn. So the thing is, I don't feel like I got enough mutant creatures. I, oh, yeah. I got the mutant fish which was like the highlight in the at the very beginning, and then the creatures were just not doing
2: it for me. You got stoked when you saw that fish, and I got extra stoked. I was like, like this is the movie I want to see. I was yeah. like,
0: they're going the direction I want them mm-hmm. You were like
2: cackling over I there. even said
0: out loud before they entered the exclusion zone, I said, this movie's got a lot of potential right now. I'm loving everything they've set up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't disappoint me. The uh,
2: first half hour is it's promising
0: i was dreaming of a climax where chris and yuri have to venture into like the monster's nest to yes! retrieve the
1: wedding ring, ring. Oh. Oh, oh my god oh. <laughs> you know yes much 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 better movie Something like that's that. a view it and with the prejudice. and the
2: fiance to be has been like wounded she's laid up in the the fucking van or maybe she has to go in with yuri while he's laid up in the van i don't know that's great though
0: you know, just something that's a little bit more fun, and just, pl- just making the best of the concept. This does this has great scenery. The scenery is as good as you could want in a Chernobyl movie. Nothing else lives up to the promise of the Sh- Chernobyl Diaries title.
2: Yeah, why not have a dramatic return of Yuri? Like you think Yuri's dead, and then Yuri like fucking staggers out of the woods at the end. He's made like a makeshift. Crutch for himself, and he's still a badass and or beats up Or he's monsters. a
0: zombie. He's a mutant now, and he's just as badass. Sure, sure. He's got a gun coming out of his face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man! Yeah, see, this is a great idea for a movie.
0: I like Blood Glacier would have done a better job. And you know, give the guys who yeah. made Blood Glacier
1: this set. Yes. Guys, let's make the Fermi Diary. <laughs> all these ideas. <laughs> the Fermi Diary.
2: Fermi is the nuclear plant in the town where we all grew up for you <laughs> listeners out there who aren't familiar with Monroe, Michigan.
0: Yep. I've never played it, but I've heard nothing but good things about the video game S.T.A.L.K.E.R. Shadow of Chernobyl.
1: Oh, me too. Uh, and I love the film it's based on. It's
0: apparently a great rpg about going and scavenging in chernobyl and there's lots of mutants and it's very scary i've never played it my roommate my former roommate
2: did look great is it like a video game of stalker yeah kind of you're
1: like it sounds like you're sort of like trying to navigate through the zone and like you find weird alien objects and have to avoid mines and stuff like that wow
0: i was relieved in this movie though that i was afraid for a minute that this movie was going to the real threat was going to be like other humans, and, and like just like it was going to be normal Eastern Europeans fucking people up, like hostile or something.
2: Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, at first, for a brief moment when we're going to meet Yuri, I thought that Yuri himself might be might sell threat. him out
0: to some yeah. human traffickers. Or I was something.
2: glad he didn't. Right. No, Yuri
0: is a stand up man. I don't know if there's much more we can say about this movie without going to the spoiler room. <laughs>
2: there's not much to say about this movie in general. Exactly. Yeah, know, even in the spoiler
0: room. It's it's sad. You get the idea though. It's uh it's it's a. Uh, it's the scenery's great. Story's not. I'll say screw it. Um I, I wanted to give it a cue it, but once we got to the halfway point of this movie it became interminable. So I'll say screw it.
2: I totally second that. I was kind of leaning towards a cue it for a while. I was like, yeah, this isn't so bad, but it just got so just really dull and just failed to deliver on any of the hopes I had for the first, you know, maybe first act of it.
0: Too much of it's running time. is just people walking around in the dark, saying each other's names. Yeah. And you can't even appreciate the scenery in those parts because it's all in the fucking dark. I was afraid of the dark, not because the monsters come out at night, but because I can't look at the cool buildings at night. And that scared you. (laughs) I, I didn't I wanted the sun <laughs> to come out so I could appreciate the the ruined porn. you just again. said you
1: were you were afraid, but
2: speaking of walking around in the dark saying other people's names, Stephen?
1: yeah, screw it. I mean this Chris mentioned earlier that um this film wasn't fun. even the characters don't seem to be having fun when they're joking with each other, they don't even laugh. I mean <laughs> this the movie's a total slog. I like the ruined porn. I think I want to go check out that uh motorcycle girls blog maybe instead.
0: Okay, I could give you the name of the blog. I've, I've just looked it up, but it's easier to find if you just Google Chernobyl Motorcycle Girl. And her blog, her like Angel Fire page is the first result. And then you can see some other articles about the accuracy of her comments and things like that. It sounds like everything she's reporting from Chernobyl is true, but the circumstances of how and why she went to Chernobyl were embellished. But that's fine with me. I'm there to see the buildings. I'm not there to, you know, get invested in her personal journey so check that out better waste of your time than this movie agreed so with that you know go read the blog and uh we're gonna go down to the spoiler room talk about the more specific plot points of this movie and how we felt about them stay tuned Welcome back to Every Horror Movie on Netflix. We're down in the spoiler room, taking our taking our iodine, checking our Geiger counter, making sure the uh furnace isn't leaking dangerous radioactive asbestos.
2: Checking out some weird
1: radioactive asbestos. That's a hell of a combination. <laughs> it, it
0: doesn't look good right now, but uh <laughs> you know what? If we only if we stay down here for less than 2 hours, we will we will survive, I think. Yeah.
2: There is a weird, like, armless, legless mutant bald creature in the corner that we're kind of trying to figure out what's up with that. Oh, that's just Ricky. Oh. Hi,
1: Ricky. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, you, you obviously remember the armless, legless thing from this movie. Yeah. We see it so briefly that I wasn't sure whether or not it had arms or legs. Yeah. I wanted more of that. Me too. More weird, fucked up creatures.
2: Otherwise, like... Again, they're all just bald zombies in you know, like fucking black smocks. There there's nothing Yeah. I've never been <laughs> b- there's nothing. I'm I'm still I'm still just a little baffled by all this.
0: I, it's just baffling to me how I could be so unintrigued by monsters that I see so fleetingly.
2: By nuclear waste monsters. How do you make monsters created by a fucking nuclear meltdown? So uninteresting.
0: They're doing the right things. They're showing us, you know, not too much, but I just didn't care.
2: Yeah, except it feels like they're showing us not too much because they don't really have the either the budget or the fucking willpower or the imagination to come up with something.
1: Yeah, they didn't have a unique design. You know, there's nothing really to look at. I didn't. I said I wanted to see more of that kind of thing, but I didn't want to see more of what was presented on screen. I wish they had actually devised some interesting creatures for this. You could
0: Google image search Chernobyl animals and have way more goosebumps than any of this stuff. I wish that some of the, you know, monster design had been inspired on real life. Yeah, you know, we could talk about the X Files, we could talk about the host, we could talk about the fluke mm, man, which was inspired yeah. by Chernobyl. Was it? You know, yeah. But I mean we're talking about fucking Two-headed fucking animals, two-headed births, two-headed dogs and donkeys and
1: fucking, I mean, horrifying shit, you know? You know, even that mutant fish at the beginning didn't really look all that mutated. Like, I don't know that that isn't an actual type of fish.
2: It was albino and it had fucking fangs, so that was enough for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was creepy, but it still wasn't very imaginatively designed.
2: No. But it was still weird enough where I was like, alright, you know, I'd fucking... Pushed whatever little pleasure center in my brain, you know,
1: that loves meat and fish. Yeah.
0: You know, Chernobyl is kind of interesting because it's kind of like a real life fairy tale zone. I, I just Googled Chernobyl animals, but I'm looking at this and, you know, 90% of these could be Photoshop. I don't know mm. because Chernobyl is kind of in our consciousness as a place where anything is possible,
2: you know,
1: <laughs> your wildest <laughs> dreams can come true.
2: Yeah. Right? You're making it sound, uh, <laughs> like so, much, so much dreamier than <laughs> reality. I think, Well, yeah,
1: I mean, it's bleak, but it's like,
0: yeah, we don't know. It's a place of mystery. I mean, and, and we do not you know, well,
2: I see and, what you and, mean. And like, people's lives were ruined there. <laughs>
1: sure. Your mind can conjure, um, limitless horrors just from hearing the word Chernobyl, and, right? right? I get it what you mean. It
2: could be true. Right,
0: You know, and it's kind of like we know pr- we're pretty much everywhere else you can go in the world. We kind of know what's out there. And
2: and so it's like, come on, man, give me something better than a fucking bald zombie. You know? Right,
0: right. It's uh, that's really interesting. I mean, it's kind of like the just the fact that there's so much mystery around Chernobyl in our consciousness about what you might find there. And it's within the realm of possibility. That's fascinating. Good stuff for a horror movie.
2: Not come this one, though. Very nope.
0: squandered. That's what's frustrating about this. Yep. Um, so I guess I mean if we're talking spoilers I really don't know even what to spoil because there are everybody dies everybody dies you could predict that Um, the one girl becomes our final girl and she
2: oh we should talk about the fucking hilarious shit that leads to her becoming the final girl her and fucking Paul
0: the Paul
2: bro who is the one who lives in Kiev and speaks Russian we have seen him speak Russian multiple times during this movie yes hold on (laughs) prior to that
0: well, prior to what you're about to talk about. Yeah. They are walking through the dark, looking for all their friends who are dead. It goes on way too long. They're chased by things. They walk through the dark. They cha- they're they chased. They walk through the dark. They walk through tunnels. Boring as hell. They emerge from a tunnel and realize that they're in, like, the reactor of the Chernobyl plant. Now, the actual compromised reactor of the Chernobyl plant is so fucked that you get like instantly killed if you go into it like they've put like they've dropped concrete on it from a helicopter to like contain it and it's like due to pop open again so they gotta put more concrete on it but like that thing that like the like the ground zero the Chernobyl reactor is going to like outlast all of human history and like how fatal it's gonna be to like walk in the room Um, but they're like in the control room and they're like, Oh, my face is burning a little bit. And they get like some blisters and stuff. I feel like by the time you're getting blisters on your face, you're fucking like dead, but I don't know. Maybe not.
1: Yeah. And they're exhausted. They just keep going aimlessly at a certain point. Um, what's the guy's name again? Paul. Paul. Paul's eyes are basically swollen shut. Yeah. They wind up being confronted by some armed officers. Right.
0: And that's what Patrick was about to get do. They emerge from the plant, and they see, you know, the guards or the soldiers, whatever, are there to save them, hopefully.
2: Yeah. And they're, the guards are yelling at them in Russian. You know, they have their guns up, because obviously they don't know what the deal is with these two people. And they're yelling at them in Russian to stop, don't move any further. And Paul, who knows how to speak Russian continues to walk, and ends up getting fucking shot. Like, this scene would make sense if he was one of the people who didn't speak Russian and, you know, tragically happened to not understand the directions he was given, but for some reason, the one character who does have a sensible reason to listen and heed these directions gets shot for not listening and heeding directions.
1: Well, I I mentioned his eyes were swollen shut. Do you think he could see them?
2: No, I don't think so, but still, I I mean, if he heard them them telling him to stop, you would think You know, it's an auditory cue and he would stop.
1: Well, even regardless of that, when you see a bunch of armed officers pointing guns at you, you don't keep walking toward them until they put the guns down. (laughs) No, right. No. Even if he didn't speak Russian, this makes no sense.
0: No, that's why if the police ever point a gun at me, I don't care what they tell me to do. I'm just going to not move. That's a tangent. <laughs> that's a brief
1: tangent, though. But,
0: you know. Well, the weird thing is there's lots of Russians spoken in this movie. None of it has subtitles. Um, we just have the Russian speaking characters talking to each other and that's fine. We can tell from the context what they're saying and it's fine. You know, we don't need to know what they're saying. We get the point of the story. When the guard says, stop, don't come any closer. That's the first time you see subtitles. On the Russian. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, okay. And that makes total sense. Yeah. It's a language barrier. This guy's going to get shot. And then like his body hits the pavement. We're watching together. And Patrick's like, wait a minute. That's the only guy in the group that speaks Russian. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that makes no sense. No sense.
2: So then his bay ends up getting carted away into the Russian facility.
0: Yeah, the final girl gets taken to an asylum, and they're like, "Oh, she's seen the escaped patients. Huh, we can't let her out," and they throw her in like a cell with like a hundred patients, and she they screams. crowd around
1: her, and boom—the end. That's
0: the end. It was—it was not good. No. I wanted the ending to be, like, two or three of them survive and make it home, and once they're home and safe, they start mutating, because they got too much radiation.
2: Mm, their hair starts falling out, they start turning into bald zombies. Or just
0: one of them, like, they're all, like, you know, they're, ch- oh, look at these cute pictures, oh, I'm gonna put it on my Insta, blah, 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 and then, like, Paul comes out of the bathroom, and his, like, eyes falling out, and there's, like, a fish face behind the eye. Yeah, dude, that'd be fucking sick.
2: Yeah. Oh, well can like it's just so easy to make this better
1: again save it for the fermi diaries let's write this shit
2: yeah
0: you know i it's 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 easy to it's easy to say you could have done better but i'll, I'll give some respect
2: it also would have been easy to do better <laughs>
0: I don't, i don't want to disrespect the filmmakers too bad but I mean they probably put most of their creative uh energies into securing the permits to film in all these locations.
2: Well, here's another mind boggling thing is it took three people to write this. There are three credited writers.
0: Too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. One guy was like, hey, I got this great, it's a character drama. It's about, like, a guy who wants to propose to his girlfriend in Moscow, but his brother wants to take him to Chernobyl. And the other guy's like, oh, I have a script about rabid dogs. And then the third person's <laughs> like, what about just, like, some fucked up mutants who, like, just, like, take you,
2: man? Yep. They, all, they, all, got their,
0: they all got their 50 pages.
2: <laughs> yep. All right. Well, great. What are we, what are we doing next time?
0: Next, we have a little special holiday treat for our most loyal listeners. We are... And our
2: disloyal ones.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. If you listen, you listen. Uh, next week, so not in two weeks, but next week, we're going to have a little special episode, a little short episode. We're going to talk about the year in review, 2018. It's the end of the year. What did we watch? What did we like? Have we seen any cool horror things outside of our little Netflix journey? So you can join us for that. Bring some eggnog over. Mm. Uh, we'll be talking about the year of 2018. Was it good to you? And was it good to us? Then after that, uh, we're going to be watching John Carpenter's Christine. I'm very excited. I'm all
1: revved up for I that
0: one. I won't tip my hand to how I feel about that movie, but I'll be watching it again ready to discuss it we're all, on the show
2: I think it's fair to say we're all pretty excited and we've all seen it, this is kind of the rare movie that we've all seen before Yeah, I think
0: we're, we're going to have to try to get a guest on I think on we're working on getting a
2: yeah, newbie a
0: newbie for that newbie perspective I'm too much of a John Carpenter fanboy to be objective in fact I should recuse myself from that episode <laughs> do we know any automobile experts? do I look like a guy who
1: knows any automobile experts? you might know someone who's an enthusiast I don't know, people are nerds about
2: cars someone who can really tell us how uh, how scientifically accurate christine is mm-hmm. yeah
0: sure could a car really do that <laughs> we, we should have an expert on every show you know instead of me like reading wikipedia on
2: the show trying
0: to tell you something about chernobyl dude if
2: only we could have christine herself on as a guest yeah be like well christine would you view it cue it or screw it
0: oh wow okay <laughs> well we'll see you guys next week we're gonna be doing our special episode i just mentioned um stay tuned for that uh until then you know keep an eye on your geiger counter make sure you don't uh burn your face off standing too close to that microwave or to the exclusion zone for every horror movie on netflix i'm chris i'm patrick i'm steven see you next week